Are you a victim crippled by the minotaur in the labyrinth of your mind? Or will you fight your biggest challenges like Theseus and fulfill your potential? My name is Zulfakar and welcome to the Minotaur's Maze. Welcome to the Minotaur's Maze. Today, I'm going to be speaking to Ben Byrne, uh, who is a copywriter and owns uh, an agency. Um, he has a successful group on Facebook with his partner called the Church of Clientology, uh, where they help uh, business owners scale their business using online means. Um, ben can be contacted on Facebook, but the, this episode is a little bit different because I'm not going to be interviewing Ben like I do with my previous guests. Uh, today, we're going to have a conversation, um, which is going to start a little bit on business, but then we're going to move on to some weird spiritual uh, topics and, and see where the conversation goes. So Ben, welcome and, and thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, man. Yep. So really quickly, just, just let the audience, audience know what, what exactly you do from a business perspective with, with obviously your group and your, uh, and your business. Yeah, our group, our, well, our business right now, most of it is around, it's, a co it's more of a coaching kind of thing right now, you know, helping freelancers, agency owners, consultants uh, start, grow and scale their business. Okay, and, and, and I know you've had some brilliant results re uh, recently, so just let the audience know, you know, some of your results that you've had for your clients over the past few weeks and months. Um, yeah, we have guys like Kevil, who's gone from 15K per month to 105,000. Um, we have a really cool guy named Robbie. He's, a, he's like a former trial lawyer, but he had a course that he launched and he just managed to get acquired for like, I think... Between somewhere between three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand, which is really cool, and um, yeah, like we have people who have never sold anything before in their life, mm -hmm. <laughs> worked for government jobs their entire life, and like I don't even <laughs> I don't know how to sell anything, and like they are closing like twenty eight thousand dollar deals. It's just it's pretty cool. It's crazy. So Kevin, you he has an SEO agency. If I'm if I'm um, um... Yeah, if I'm correct. So, yeah, obviously you're doing 15 grand a month. What, what did you do specifically to help him get to 100 grand? Yeah, a month. so a month. that's 100 month, uh, a month, by the way, not, not a year. So that's a uh, 15 to 100 grand in a month. Yeah, you know, there's a few things. The big, big one is his pricing, um, which is it's funny. He, when he first came to us, we did a few interviews together. In his first case, he's like, I don't think anyone will pay more than $2,000 per month for SEO ever. And he's like, it's impossible. And we're like, okay, well, what if you just tried it, right? So um, we got him to start, okay, maybe try 3,000. And someone's like, oh, someone said yes. And then next thing you know, someone's paying him 15,000 per month. And then he has a few people paying him 25,000 per month now, which it doesn't take many $25,000 per month clients to hit 100, 100K. Um, uh, you know, just a lot of it was getting him dialed in. He was kind of, I do SEO for everybody. We made him kind of like the, the mayor of Ecom town for SEO, you know, a lot of content strategy there because he already had a bit of a following. So it was, it was actually a lot easier for him to, uh, to turn that following into, I guess, monetize. It's the word I'm looking for. And some other stuff, you know, having a, a straightforward sales process, having, um, 
some stuff in the back end, like building out his team a bit. So it's not all him doing everything. Okay. And then, you know, there's a lot of pain out there and a lot of people are going to be losing their jobs. Um, but just to provide them some hope, like how, e I wouldn't say easy, but how simple is it to get started online? If you, if you think you've got no skills, I mean, what steps can you take to get started and then just go from there? Yeah. So you mentioned a keyword and it's skills. Like it's, I think of entrepreneurship, it's, it can kind of get a lot of people have different definitions for it, but it, a lot of it comes down to what are the skills that you can sell to the market, right? Or, or that are useful for you to grow a business. So, you know, start off by learning something, you know, maybe it's web design, maybe it's SEO, maybe it's email marketing, any kind of skill that you can sell to another business. It's probably a good place to start, right? And there's, you, you know, you can start off on like Udemy for like 20 bucks. You can start off with books, you know, I got a lot behind me mini courses there's a lot of good stuff out there to learn cheap right and then that's the, the 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 delivery side and then you also have to know how to like get clients you know how to market and sell create an offer which is more or less basic stuff we teach a lot of that in our church of Paleontology group for free you know we have a lot of trainings in there if you want to check that out okay i mean we will drop a link to that um when this is is released so um, is there anything you want to add on the business side of things before we, we take the conversation in a, a different direction? I think we covered it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool, no worries. Okay, so just to give everyone the uh, um, uh, the heads up. So um, obviously I put out a lot of content. I've been putting out a lot of content now for the past year or so. Um, and, and just to give the preamble, like, you know, I put out different types of content. I mean, uh, I teach people to, to be, you know, focused and, and niche specific, but I do the opposite myself. Like I put out content about literally anything and everything. Um, and, you know, the, the, the feel good content, the, the positive bias stuff, now that gets a lot of engagement typically, but then it doesn't lead to anything substantial after that. I mean, you, you get some, you know, people messaging you there with their hellos, how are you kind of messages, but um, the the deeper stuff, the spiritual stuff, the intellectual stuff, that type of content doesn't get a lot of public engagement, but what it does get is deeper relationships, questions and conversations in, in the DMs. Um, and, and a few weeks ago, I put out uh, some posts about some spiritual stuff and it, it got no engagement. But then Ben contacted me on, on, on the DMs. And then for the past couple of months, I think we've been going back and forward now um, yeah. about stuff which isn't really mainstream. Uh, you know, there's aliens, there's spirituality stuff, there's uh, history and all, all this esoteric stuff. Um, but we've developed a little bit of a relationship without really getting to know, know each other that well. But it's, it's been interesting. And then on the back of that, we thought, well, let's just do um, a podcast and talk about this stuff and see where, where it goes. So there's no preempted plan there's no strategy there's no goal here it's just to come on um and, and, and talk and, and, and i guess the point i'm trying to make is you know people worry about what content they should be putting out but what you've got to realize is the most engaging content might not be the best content or it might not lead to anything whereas the content you think might not have any response or engagement actually leads to something later on uh, i mean how did you see or how, how was it for you or what got you here <laughs> on, on this call it, it, yeah, it was exactly what you said. I, I saw, I read one of your posts. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to message you about that. You bring up a good point. You know, we have in our minds like, oh, I'm going to write the perfect post or make the perfect video. And it's like crickets when you launch it and you're like, what the hell? And you write something weird, you know, and you have, it blows up. Um, 
I, I can't remember exactly what you your post was about. Maybe there were several, so several aliens. Or, yeah, there's there were quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I mean, I think the first one might have been uh, when I said something. Like, it's okay to talk about weird things, like the weird things that I'm interested in is astral projection, spirituality, yes, EMT, and then I think you met, you you commented on that one, saying you, I think you gave a book recommendation, and then you know we've we've had quite a few conversations since then. Um, I suppose where to start off with is, you know, what do you follow any particular faith? Do you have any beliefs? I mean, what, what is your worldview on, on, on just a basic level? <laughs> just to start with an easy question. What's your entire worldview? I love it. Um, <laughs> I was, you know, I guess I was raised uh, to be believing like Christian stuff. My dad made me, I remember being a little kid reading, like he got me the picture, the picture Bible and then, um, I, I would, I was always kind of like against it. You know, I remember being a little kid and reading weird stuff in there, like inconsistencies I've noticed, like, oh, it's like Adam and Eve when they left the Garden of Eden, suddenly they had a whole bunch of kids and then there were all these people. I was like, weren't they the first, the first two people? Like, so is everyone just like incest? <laughs> and my dad's like, you can't ask that, <laughs> right? So I don't know, around like, I, I think I stopped going to church when I was like maybe 10 when <laughs> they stopped forcing me to go. So um, maybe until 10 to 20, like until age 20, I didn't think about any kind of spiritual stuff at all. And then I, I, I don't know. I had, I, I moved across the country and I, 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 I met my aunt who was really big into um, yoga and stuff like that. And she, she gave me a few books, which kind of opened my mind to a lot of weird stuff, which is kind of the start to, I guess, this conversation today. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, do you have any religious inclinations now then, or are you just like a free spirit? I mean, what, what is, I suppose, what, what, what when you think of spirituality and, 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 and do you yeah. practice anything yourself or do you do any uh rituals uh, uh what do you do or what do you right. think about the whole thing yeah uh i don't know my favorite definition of spirituality is connecting to a greater whole right um when we say like rituals and stuff i don't really do anything too crazy <laughs> uh i have read a book it's it's not it's not around me uh, I, i've been doing i've been practicing the exercises in it it's called the silva mind control method which uh, have you ever have you heard of that? I'm, I'm sure that's the book you recommended. I think I, I, I've got it in my basket, but I haven't actually ordered it yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, that, that's a cool one. It's it's it kind of died off, but apparently it was a really big thing. Like five hundred thousand people have gone through it from like 1960 to 1980, I think, and it kind of disappeared. But I randomly found it. Um, really interesting stuff. It's not like control mind control. It's like oh, is it like is it like weird but it's controlling your own mind i think that's the idea um so there's some exercises that you can do in there uh i don't have any crazy practices so what about you how, how did you get into all this stuff i'm actually uh, curious. Me, uh, so I, I i'm a muslim so um i, I was born a muslim group a muslim um so you know the the central belief is, is there's one god um and then the quran is the book of god um, and, and Muhammad, may peace be upon him, was the final messenger of God. However, before him, Jesus was a prophet of God. Uh, Moses was a prophet of God. And all the prophets of the other religions, they were all prophets of God. 
and, and, and Islam and, and, and the Prophet Muhammad's peace be upon him, was the final messenger, which was just carrying on the message of the previous religions. Um, and uh, in Islam, the, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, um, I, I'll just explain this. We say peace be upon him um, because as a sign of respect, and we say it for all of the prophets. Um, but I'm going to say it silently from now just to make the conversation flow a bit better. So uh, the Prophet Muhammad was the seal of the prophets, meaning he was the final prophet. And the whole message really was there's only one God, the creator of the universe, um, uh, the absolute. And, 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 you know, we pray, we worship to, to God. Um, now, in terms of religion, I mean, obviously there's so many different sects, there's so many different viewpoints, there's so many, even within the same religion itself, there's so many different denominations. So in, the, in the Christian world, you might have Catholics, you might have Protestants, and then you might have, you know, Jehovah's, and then you might have, you know, uh, obviously the different um, sects inside the religion, religion itself. And Islam is, is not different, it's got that as well. So uh, the issue today is religion seems to be more a dogmatic practice, you know, people just, read without really understanding they get told what to do and it's not even just religion i think that's just the world we live in right now you know it's the education system the whole world you know you get told what to do you do it and and and, and, and we really lack i'd say critical thinking into this society not just in religion but just generally um and, and and people don't critically think when it comes to religion anymore um and and one of the core lessons of islam is to critically think so you know the, the the quran was this book was created for you to think it's for people who think um but we live in a age where people don't think and then the i suppose the biggest problem today is obviously spirituality is a key part of religion but uh for islam especially it's not just being spiritual it's about being practical in the material world as well so you know other uh, religions before they might they might be tailored more towards spirituality and completely neglecting the material world um, whereas mm. other philosophies will be completely neglecting spirituality and focusing purely on the material world whereas islam was a combination of both yes you do need the spiritual life but then you have all the rules and regulations to live a practical life and the whole point is mm. under my understanding is you know you, the whole point of worshiping god is you, you do these practices, you do these things to become the best version of yourself, to help your community, to help your family and friends. And you, you basically make the world a better place. So one of the things that Islam lays down is you are a guardian of the earth. You are a vicegerent of the earth. So you need to protect the earth. You need to protect people. And then you obviously move on in, in, into the next life. And, and, and obviously there's heaven and hell, depending on what you did in, in this uh, life now. Obviously, a lot right. of people think heaven and hell is a location that, you know, once you die, you're going to go and burn into fire and this and that and the other. Possibly. I mean, I, I don't know, obviously, um, you know, but there, even in Islam itself, there are the spiritual side and the Sufis, they call them Sufis and, and there's other um, spiritual side mm -hmm. of Islam. And, and they say these are actually allegories. They're not physical things. They're, they're this symbolism. Um, it's allegory. And, you know, one of my favorite poets is... Uh, he was a philosopher as well, and his name was Lama Iqbal. And he said, heaven and hell aren't locations. They are um, states of the soul. They are states of mind. Hell is man's painful realization of his failures in life. And, and, and heaven is, is the joy of triumph. In other words, if you live a good life, if, you, if your soul is, is, is happy and, and, and great, you, you can experience heaven. Uh, that's the feeling of, of, of the experience. Whereas 
if you live a life which is not good, the, the, the experience of hell is the painful realization of, you know, your failures in life and even that the burning desire of regret of, I wish I lived differently or I wish I did things differently, et cetera, et cetera. So um, there's, there's obviously there's a lot of material. And then um, I suppose even when I was about 19, 20 as well, I, I started looking at other philosophies as well. I, I read about Christianity, Buddhism, Judaism, but even the, the new age, new age religion stuff. So the new age religion is more, you know, we're all God. <laughs> that, that's their, their, their belief that everyone's got a piece of God in them. They're all God. Or they might say, there is no God. We are all God or you are God and et cetera. And although I, it didn't sit with me that, that well, I, obviously I, the way I look at these stuff is I, I, I read these philosophies and I find similarities in all of them. Um, yeah. And what I found is ultimately there's, it's just the same message across the board, but it's just different, uh, different names or the slightly different practices. I mean, the, the, the new age, you know, instead of calling God, God, they, they say there's the universe or, um, you know, I'm taking my power from the universe. Well, it's, it's just, it's the same kind of thing. It's just en energy. And I think all of these philosophies and religions, it, it comes down to energy. Uh, and um, obviously even from the scientific world, we know everything is energy. And, and, and you know, uh, earlier on I said about rituals and, and the reason I said rituals is because, you know, people think of ritual as, some kind of voodoo stuff where you know you put on hoods and and you light a candle and and then you, you chant things and yeah that that is a ritual which is in in the uh, the satanic tradition but even in the religious traditions for example when 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 muslims pray they do um, something that's called wuzu which is ablution so they wash their face and their arms and arms that's a ritual and then when you're praying i'm sure you've seen it they're praying that, that's a ritual and then even when christians go to mass that's a ritual so uh, a ritual doesn't have to be a, a satanic kind of thing it's just a a a thing that you do to um get yourself in in, in a state of mind um and right yeah and, and then from there i i read a lot of so i used to be into a lot of conspiracy theories um around about the same time and um even they're crazy so, so you know they've got spiritual elements in, in, involved in them and uh, obviously, when you read history, you read spirituality, you read religions, it, it kind of all, it's kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. So, you know, it, if you read it individually, it might be interesting, but it doesn't really make sense. But when you read all of me, you kind of think, okay, that makes sense. You put that together, you put that together, and it kind of all fits together. Um, and, 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 you know, there's, I just find that stuff interesting. And, and it was one of those things where I still got raised in, in a typical western education system where you know you had to go to school you had to get a, a degree you had to become a professional um but because i was reading all of this other stuff i'm like is this it is this all there is to life is there nothing more more to yeah. this and 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 um although i carried on with the legal career with the, with the, all of that stuff there was always this emptiness and this longing for for more there has to be more to life and, and I found that from all the spiritual books that I read, which moved not just to spiritual stuff, but it moved on to aliens, interdimensional beings, um, yeah. stargates, wormholes, so the whole shebang kind of thing. So um, that's pretty much where it started and, and, and where I'm at now. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> to unpack there, man. Um, you brought up some interesting, like you brought a lot of interesting stuff. One thing that I thought was in particular, you said the difference between 
Muslim, where it's like, hey, you guys are guardians of the earth. You're here to protect the earth. I, I Do you think that since a lot of in the West, it's a lot of Christianity based where it's more like, you know, you're you guys are kind of sinners. You're here to do your time and then you're off to heaven, hopefully, or or hell. So it's like, who really cares what we do with the earth? That That's probably a reason why there's so much pollution and people just you know, neglecting the environment and all that stuff. This is kind of a random side topic. Something yeah, I mean, with, with religions is difficult because like I said, you know, Muslims believe in, 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 in Jesus as, as a prophet of God. So the, the Muslim name for Jesus is Isa. Um, what Muslims don't believe is that Jesus is the son of God. Um, they believe he was a messenger of God. He was, he was a, a human being, but he was more, uh, they call him the, the, you know, ruler, which is the spirit of God. So he, he was more spiritual um and i suppose what what it is is obviously when the prophets came so moses again was a prophet he brought down religious books the torah jesus came with you know with the bible as time goes by the message gets gets lost it gets you know mistranslated and then a new prophet comes and and, and, and gives the message again and then humanity kind of disintegrates and then a new prophet again etc et so that's what happened with the prophets um but then uh, like I said muhammad was the final messenger but he was teaching the same message that jesus was that moses was yeah. before it got distorted and, and you know there's an argument to be had that you know possibly the the message of islam today is lost um mm. and and this is why um i think i mentioned it in, in private there's there's a lot of talk of, of now being the end times because um all of these three major religions talk about the the end of days the you know the armageddon the the doomsday scenario um, and, and what I found interesting is even in the spiritual world, you know, the, the new age religions that don't really particularly believe in any religion or any God, they're talking about a, a great awakening coming and, and we're living in this time where there's a great awakening and there's a, a massive yeah. shift or we're, we're moving into a new age. Um, and then if, if you just take a look at what's happening in the world right now, I mean, there's a lot of craziness uh, and, and, and nobody can really explain it, but when you read the spiritual and the religious books, it, it does kind of fit with what they're seeing. Mm. I've heard, I read a stat about, you mentioned awakening, which I thought if you look at back at a hundred years ago today, I think maybe 2% of the world, I think that was the number, maybe even less, probably less me actively meditated, but now it's, it's up to like 15% or maybe more. Right. Which maybe, uh, maybe that's having an effect. Who knows? Um, one of my favorite books is uh, The Levels of Energy by Frederick Dodson. Have you read, have you read those? I've read those it, books? I've heard it. I've, I've come across it. So, you know, a lot of people do mention that. And, uh, and I've seen, I think I've seen the chart that he yeah. talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah. Well, actually, another one that's very similar is Power Versus Force. And I read that. And, you know, they measured the entire. Um, spectrum of human consciousness from zero all the way up to a thousand a thousand is like jesus buddha maybe muhammad um and then 200 is kind of it's like where it's everything below that's negative and right above that it goes 200 is neutral and then goes more and more positive right and they said the world in the past like three decades went from 190 to 200 and if we didn't they said we would have just blown each other up <laughs> from like with nukes. Um, but I think maybe one of the, the elements of people meditating 
has an effect on the entire uh, the entire consciousness. And another book that we were talking about, which is totally out there. Um, I think you said you didn't finish, you didn't actually read it, but it was called The Book of Raw, which is, uh, do you, should we go down this, this weird rabbit hole? Totally go for it. So, you know, you, I didn't read it all. You obviously read it all. Um, so just to quickly explain what, what the book is about, what you got from it, what your interpretation of it was, maybe not your opinion, but what, what you read and, and, and what um, the, the book was saying. Yeah, so the book was uh, written in 1982. There was three people they were, um, tr I think they were trying to contact alien life through meditation and stuff. And I'm not sure exactly how it happened, but they started channeling this an entity, it's called Ra, um, kind of like in Egypt, they had a god, Ra I think was the, the god of the sun. Um, anyway, this is like an alien, they were from Venus. And the, basically the book is the transcripts. They were asking questions to this raw person while the person was like one person was in a trance and she was speaking through her body. Um, so yeah, like a lot of, you mentioned a lot of the end time stuff too. And in, in the book, they said that our, our, uh, our entire reason why we're here, they call it like the third density right? It's like third, third dimensions, third density. I think it's kind of related is to like evolve. Um, basically there's like two paths. There's, there's like positive and negative, right? So positive is like service to others and negative is service to self. And they said that one of the reasons why uh, a lot of, you hear all these cults that are like, oh, the world's going to end in like 2021 or like you hear all these doomsday uh, prophecies is it's from like negative entities from higher dimensions who are basically transmitting negative messages to like prophets and stuff and uh these people get a big following and then they're like the world's going to end in like on january 25th 2021 and then it doesn't happen and then they get discredited and um i'm sure i had a different point while i started talking about this raw book but i thought it was Totally interesting. Yeah, um, so I mean, I came across the the book of Ra. So I read. Uh, I think I sent you the link. I don't know if you read the uh, the link. So um, I basically um, saw a a link to a forum, um, which was written about. Uh, I think it was in two thousand and eight, so about thirteen years ago. And um, I'm not saying I believe any of, of of this stuff. I just found it very interesting, and I and I took some points from it, which which was quite you know, which were quite good. So the, the forum, I think it was above top secret and, and, and uh, some random person, anonymous person called the hidden hand um, wrote out this really long post. And he said, he or she, I don't know, it might have been a female, but he basically said that he is a member of one of the ruling bloodlines in, in, in the world and that they've been chosen um, and, and they've been running the world for hundreds of thousands of years. Um, and, and, and they, so in, in, in the conspiracy circles, you, you hear about the 13 Illuminati bloodlines and you hear about the Rothschild, the Rockefellers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and what this individual was saying, um, he was a part of one of the 13 bloodlines, but the 13 bloodlines were, were not just humans. There were other entities from different dimensions, from higher dimensions. And, and, right. and basically there's so many different dimensions and, and densities and, and, and whatnot. 
And and yeah. you see they they were either chosen or they chose to come back into the third density of of, of Earth um, and and to deliberately create negativity and discord because that's what's needed to raise humans or or give humans the the necessary challenge to overcome their spiritual station. So humans are on, on the third density. For humans to move into the fourth or fifth or sixth density they have to go through certain challenges and they have to go overcome certain negative events and and, and these evil if you want to call it, or negative entities these uh they're deliberately here to create the negative circumstances for humans to overcome so they move over into the next uh density or higher you know you can call it spiritual ascension so basically they're there to help humans spiritually ascend to the next level um and and, yeah. and he mentioned uh, it was the, the book of Ra mentioning that so this this individual he was saying that you know they as part of the rules they have to come down and answer questions uh, and if they get asked the appropriate question they will give the right answer and obviously half the people were, were, were taking piss, piss out of him um obviously they were skeptical most people will be skeptical about this I'm, i mean i'm skeptical about it but um that he was dropping a lot of knowledge even if you don't believe in what you were saying there was still a lot of philosophical insight there was a lot of you know personal development insight uh, and it was a really really long forum and a really long conversation um but ultimately that, that's that's where i came across the book of Ra. And, and and again what i saw from that is again the patterns of similarity so it's it's, it's about spiritual ascension and that's what religion for me especially islam is it's, it's spiritual ascension you come to this world to purify yourself to purify your heart uh you do good deeds and and it's, it's the good deeds that purify your heart and purify yourself so you mentioned it service to self and service to others so one of the core tenets about the faith of islam is you you don't be selfish you you use yourself to serve others that's the whole point of being a vice citizen of being a guardian of the earth so yeah the similarities are are all there so it's about doing good deeds and then elevating your soul and yourself to the next level in in the afterlife and mm. and, and that's what uh where i came across the book of ra um and and obviously there's the other end of the spectrum i mean what, what people don't understand is you know People talk about good and evil. Um, there's a philosophical argument to be had. If there was no evil, there'd be no good. So if you didn't have the evil in the world, you wouldn't be able to do any good deeds. So you kind of need evil to, to do good. Um, and, and then there's the other side of, of, of the argument where, you know, people, let's just take Satanists, for example, or Luciferian. So everybody thinks the devil is evil, Satan is evil, especially if you're coming from the religious uh, background. Uh, however, yeah. pe- there are people who, who worship Satan. There are people who are, call themselves Luciferians, but they don't see themselves as evil. They don't see themselves as, you know, um, causing harm. Uh, Luciferians say that the word Lucifer means bringer of light. And, and, and they say that, you know, Lucifer was in fact cast out of, 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 you know, God's grace because he was trying to protect humans um, and he's the bringer of light. And, and, and by following his teachings, that's how you're going to approach right. light. Um, and, and, you know, obviously everyone's got different um, opinions and, 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 and different um, viewpoints and perceptions. 
Um, but even if, I guess what I'm trying to say is even people who follow Lucifer are, are still talking about the same kind of thing is coming from darkness towards light. Um, and, and I think that's the theme that's across, across the board. Yeah. I think there's a great book, I think it's called the, the parallel teachings of Jesus, Buddha and Lao Tzu. And it's just, uh, like literally the, this is what the, Jesus said and what Buddha said and what Lao Tzu said and how basically they're all saying the exact same thing. It's just in different, different ways, different times. Right. Um, they should probably had like a Mohammed in there. It's probably more of the same. Um, and yeah, uh, the whole Lucifer, like bringer of light thing. Uh, I think they even talked about that in the book of raw. It's like, um, the whole purpose I think of, of life in general is this constant evolution, you know, getting greater and greater, becoming more and more. I think that's kind of what spiritual spirituality is kind of about maybe, right. People can have their own definitions for it. And, you know, my personal beliefs are, I don't really think so much of like heaven and hell, but I, I think, you know, when, when we die, it's another, maybe it's just another evolution, you know, like what's next, right? Does it just never end? Because, you know, there's, if you study enough, um, you study enough, like far out there books, they'll talk about the other bodies, right? The, you have your physical body and like the mental body and astral and etheric and all these things that, yeah, you, when you die, your physical body disappears, but something else keeps going. And like one of my favorite things, you know, to research is like, the stories of little kids who get when they're born, they start talking about their past lives. And it's like, Oh, I was a pilot and my name was Jim Larson and I was flying and I crashed and their parents are like, you're crazy. And then like, they start giving all these crazy details that the kid would just have no idea, you know, like where they would got, like, where did you hear this from? And they go and look and it was like a real person. Okay. Yeah. Have you, have you ever like, I mean, um, not, not, not those stories, but obviously, I've come, obviously, you, you come across reincarnation. I think uh, that's more in the Buddhist or Hindu uh, traditions. They talk a lot about reincarnation and past lives. Um, I suppose, I mean, I've done a little study, so I'm not sure exactly, but I think the concept there is you, you come into this world to spiritually progress if you don't, then you, you you get reincarnated to get another go at it. And, and, and that cycle yeah. keeps happening until you've learned the lessons that you need to do. Uh, and then you've, you know, you, you, you've progressed to the next level, which again, it's, it's similar to these, the book of Ra or, you know, moving up density. So um, I, I don't have to explain densities to people that haven't, um, you know, read the material because, I mean, we have, we haven't even touched upon the uh, the CIA document that, that I sent you. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, so, yeah, that's true. So, so that was um, that was quite crazy. So I, I put a post out. I think it was a couple of months ago now. So the CIA actually did an experiment, or I don't know, they did some research into an experiment, the Gateway experiment, um, and, and and they looked at a lot of astral projection and different dimensions. And if I recall correctly, what what they were saying is. There's um, 
different densities, there's different dimensions. So uh, I guess in, in, in the religious tradition, it's, it's the seven heavens. So you've got the seven heavens, and then right at the top, you've got the absolute, the absolute source of all things, the, the universe or God. So all of these are just different, basically yeah. the source of all life, um, which permeates everything. And then everything is inside the source, the, the, the different dimensions. And then we humans, we're on this, the lowest dimensions, uh, the, the third dimension or the third density. Um, and it's possible for humans to experience the higher dimensions through meditation, through visu visualization, and, and I suppose psychedelic drugs, um, which then brings you onto the area of, you know, ayahuasca and DMT trips. Um, yeah. Because uh, the first time I came across, I mean, this is completely separate now from, from the CIA document and whatnot, but one of the books I read about 10, 15 years ago was, was the, you know, DMT, the spirit molecule by right. Dr. Rick Strassman. And, and that's not us. That was basically a scientist who, who was trying to research this drug called DMT. Uh, and, and, and DMT, you can get it from plants like, I think, ayahuasca and, and plants like that. And if you inject it in people, they start having these hallucinations and vivid visualizations. Uh, I think some of the people that we're connected to on Twitter, they've actually gone ahead and, and, and had ayahuasca um trips they, they've actually gone and, and, and done these ceremonies um i know ajak alexander cortez i had him on the podcast he talked about his experience with it um yeah. and then and, 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 you know there's other people that have done it and what i found interesting about that book was um when he did the experiments so his his so dr rick strassman his assertion is that dmt can, obviously it can be taken from external sources but it can also be released from the pineal gland in, in the human brain. Um, mm. And, and, and uh, the way to do that is from intense meditation, intense spiritual practice, um, which then connects it to all, you know, all the religious and spiritual stuff as well. But uh, I suppose that's a, a separate point. Uh, but what I found interesting was he said that the experience people had the trip had depended on on their state so people that were stressed out anxious uh, worried when they had this dmt experience they had a nightmare they were frightened they saw awful things um, whereas those that were of a positive mindset were happy they saw beautiful things which i suppose it goes back to what i was saying earlier about heaven and hell being states of the mind so people mm. who are full of anxiety stress they're going to feel negative energies and, 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 and negative uh, experiences of people who are happy and content um, and at peace, they're going to experience um, obviously positive um, experiences. Uh, I mean, uh, have you come across DMT or ayahuasca and stuff like that? Or? Uh, I've, I've never taken either of them. Um, but yeah, I've, I've known, uh, I mean, I, I'm definitely familiar with them and obviously Joe Rogan never shuts up about DMT <laughs> so yeah I know all about them you know like the biggest buzzword now is plant medicine They're like oh go do plant medicine which is just another word for going to go trip out in the desert or the fort you know the jungle or something um yeah to you know I was going to mention when you brought up that CIA document because they kept showing these diagrams of uh Itzhak Bentov and I have one of his books here somewhere Oh, here it is. Um, it, like this Itzhak Bentov guy was, he was, his book's really cool. It's called Stalking the Wild Pendulum. Um, he's, he's 
I don't know, I don't know how to describe him. He, he's like, I had a grade four education. I dropped out of school, but he, he actually, I think he created the, the pacemaker. He created all these inventions, but he was also, um, into some weird shit <laughs> similar to us you know he's like his book's actually really really interesting and obviously cited in the cia document that you were talking about with the stargates and the, um, the different dimensions um the cia i mean there, there was quite a lot of crazy i can't even remember half the stuff now there's a lot of crazy stuff do you remember any of the other crazy stuff that that came out of that document Remote viewing was it? It was a remote remote viewing. viewing. Yeah, remote viewing was a big one. Uh, I, I read um, another book. I can't remember exactly what the name was. Something about ESP by a guy named Russell Targ. I think that was the book I actually yeah, recommended. Yeah, yeah. And Russell Targ, they 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 founded. I think it was called the SRI. Essentially, it was the, the government's remote viewing kind of institute. They want to spy on the the Soviets during the Cold War. Right. And they were really successful at it. You know, so they, Russell Targ was the guy who was running it. He has all these stories about uh, these really, really gifted psychics that he would work with. Um, one was a former cop, I think, in around San Francisco. Another, he, there's another one that's, it was, this guy didn't work with him, but he kept writing in letters and I thought he was crazy. He called him, uh, I can't remember what his name is now, but he has a book called the PK man, which is all about him. And he's like, he's like, I am the most powerful psychic in the world. He kept <laughs> sending in letters and he's like, I'll prove it. You know, there's a huge drought going on in California at the time. And he's like, in three days, I'm going to, I'm going to fix this drought. It's going to be raining. There's going to be slush and crazy weather. Power is going to go out like rolling blackouts and people are going to see UFOs and they're like, okay, whatever, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think they were probably using typewriters back then. So, or like, um, <laughs> telegraphs, <laughs> uh, anyway, three days later, it, it started happening. The, the drought ended and they're like, wow, this, this, that was a good coincidence or that was a great prediction. And the guy's like, it wasn't a prediction. I caused it. And, um, they're like, okay, well, I think like eight months later, the same thing was happening in London. There was a huge drought. They had to ship water into the city in big container trucks and they said if you want to be if you want to look crazy just walk down the street with an umbrella because it hasn't rained in like months so he's like okay in three days same thing uh it's gonna rain like crazy power outages wild weather and people will see aliens like people report seeing aliens i, I don't i don't know like and it happened so they, i guess they're at um us like a big football game or something like thousands of people in, in the stadium and they looked up and they seen a huge like everyone's seen this like ufo thing but there's like was it this actual was it this guy or this you know, thing yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know well i mean obviously ufo aliens conspiracy theories have been around for a long time um but last year i think we official news sources and official um official sources, you know, I think, what was it, the NSA or the FBI, they said, you know, uh, a lot of articles came out last year from official sources that aliens exist, UFOs exist. Um, yeah. I think there was that Israeli, the recent one was one of the Israeli intelligence was saying, uh, there are aliens, but the world's not ready for it, etc., etc. Um, in In terms of aliens, I suppose, 
Like personally, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't believe in the the grey, you know, the the Martians, the green Martians, alien kind of thing. But in in Islam, there's um, in, in the Quran it talks about jinn. So yeah. um, jinn obviously being the root word for genie. So you know that's where you get the genie in the lamp kind of thing, the three wishes. So uh, jinn are basically how how to describe it. Basically, they are other beings who which exist. Uh, at the same time as as um, as humans, but in a in possibly in a different dimension, um, and, and Muslims are prohibited from trying to interact with jinn. So um, black magic and that kind of thing. So t- t- basically, there's a lot of mm. stuff going on in, in the black magic realm. But uh, when you think of demonic possession and stuff like that, is in the Muslim belief, it'll be it'll, it'll be jinn overtaking a, a human's body uh, and, and, and that kind of thing. Now, what, what I find about uh, interesting about jinn is the description is they are made of smokeless fire. Smokeless fire, yeah. Smokeless fire. So um, when you think of smokeless fire, I mean, obviously it's, it's down to your inter- interpretation, but one of the interpretation of smokeless fire is electricity. So a different form of energy. Um, mm. And... and, and, and um, uh, yeah, so when I think of aliens, I just think it's probably these jinn beings or interdimensional beings, uh, but they're just called called aliens, um, and, and and they can possess humans, demonic possession. And, and you know, if you if you look at the uh, um, Hollywood cult Satanists, there's there's a lot of talk about you know it might be in the conspiracy circle, but there's a lot of talk about demonic possession in 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 the music industry, in the movie industry. Um, and, and all of these music videos, they, they're just rituals and all these concert performances, they, they're all just rituals. Um, I mean, have you looked much into that yourself? Are you aware uh, of I, I have to admit, I have not looked into these music performances being demonic rituals, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. No, look at uh, I've, had, I've heard a lot of weird shit about Hollywood, that's for sure. Um, it, it's interesting though, like, what comes to mind is a story from actually the book of Ra about you talk about possession. This is like a different kind of possession, but they talked about uh, Abraham Lincoln, like apparently in 18, I think the civil war started in 65, maybe, or 1860, something like that before in, in sometime in the 1850s, they said that Abraham Lincoln was basically fed up with life. Uh, he wasn't type though to commit suicide so he in a dream a, a being came to him and was like hey uh, if you want i'll take over your body and i'll do all these things that you wanted to do and you can just you can you you'll just go to another dimension it's kind of like a a holding area until until your body dies and then you'll go off somewhere else and he was like okay and <laughs> like they told the story which is like way out there totally weird in in that book um i'm not sure if it was a gin but yeah, maybe people think they're seeing the aliens, but they're just kind of spirits or something. It's hard to explain. There's so much stuff out there we don't know, right? So, so do you do you believe in aliens or jinns or interdimensional beings? Or what's your what's your belief? Or is it more skeptical but intrigued and interested by it? Um, uh, like aliens and well, here's a, here's a the thing. Like with aliens. Like, I think it's crazy to think that in the size of the universe that we live in, that there's no other intelligent life, first of all. 
um, you think about it, just in the, the Milky Way galaxy alone, I think there's 100 billion stars, you know, like ours. And again, they gave some statistics in, in the Book of Raw. If I think they said 32% of all stars have planets and 10% of all planets have life of some sort. Right. So if you do the math, 100 billion times 32, whatever, it's something like it's a lot. It's, it's like millions and millions of planets with possible life. Right. So there's that, you know, and I remember my dad used to tell me when I was a kid, it's like, look, look how, look, think about how much progress we've made in the past 20 years since we invented a computer in the internet. Right. And like, imagine if there is a society out there that invented the computer like a million years ago right? Like where would they be? And, um, you know, like I, I for sure think there's, I think it's kind of dumb not to, I don't have any real proof. Obviously the government's like, Hey, we, we, there's aliens, but we were so we were in the middle of the pandemic and it's like, ah, we don't care. <laughs> you know? So I, yeah, I think there are, as far as entities and stuff, I mean, maybe I've had weird experiences with stuff, um, which we can go into. Of course, go absolutely fire away, fire away. Uh, yeah, so when I was 20, we were living in this uh, like 120 year old farmhouse way out in the country and um, all kinds of weird stuff happened, right? For example, uh, we had this like, it was, like, it started off small with little things, right? Like we had a hot tub and the power kept going out, right? And the, we called the plumber and he'd come and he'd open up the, the, the grate and all the cords are unplugged. And he's like, was someone messing with this? Right? Or like, I don't think so. It's inside the house. And like, no one was in the house. It's like, okay, that's weird. And then we had one of those, like a 10 gallon water jug thing, which is completely full of water. And we all drove like two hours into the city. Came When they came back, it was completely empty. There was no water anywhere. You'd be sitting in, I'd be sitting on the computer, like in the, in the office and I see the door, like the doorknob turn and there's this open up and they're like, oh. <laughs> I was like, hello. Yeah. And it was like, was that the wind? Like there's no one there. It's like, okay, that's weird. And then like, I, I remember it so clearly it was like 2am middle of the night. I was, I was up and it was these old creepy stairs. I would walk up to the, I was walking up to the top of the stairs. And as soon as I got to the top, I heard my dad's voice. He goes, Ben. I'm like, what? And I was like, I see. Uh, I th and then I thought, I thought I'd seen someone go into like the spare bedroom. I thought it was my dad playing a trick on me or something. I was like, I see you in there. And I kind of like went in and flicked on the light and there was no one there. It's like, what the hell? And I, I, I kind of like walked around all of the stairs. I was like, I 100% heard like something say my name. And then I like went to bed and I was sitting there like, I was like, okay, just it must have just been my imagination, but I had like the creepiest feeling like someone was like staring at me. If I open my eyes, I'm going to see someone. It's like, uh, and uh, I, ne I never really told my, uh, my dad or his wife about it. And then years later when like they'd already moved out of that place, um, my dad's wife is really into spiritual stuff as well. And she had a friend come when they first moved into that place who was like a, a medium or something like that. And I guess when she was walking up to the top of the stairs, same stairs, I heard this noise. She got halfway up and immediately just threw up on the stairs. And they're like, oh, what the hell? And she's like, there's like an evil entity at the top of the stairs. 
And like, she, this was like years after I, I didn't even know about this. I was like, what the hell? It was, yeah, it was pretty creepy. So is there stuff out there that we don't know? I would hundred percent say yes. Cool. Cool. So, um, I mean, there's, there's obviously so much to unpack in all of this. There's, there's so many, I suppose this, I mean, I don't know for the audience. So are we are we doing a, a regular thing here, or are we just seeing how this one goes and see if we get any questions, or are we just doing it for just because we like it anyway? So regardless of what, what the response is, because um, you know, like I said, there's so much. When we we haven't even talked about the Egypt, you know, the history. yes, yeah, that's true. The obviously the Greek gods as well. You know, they're probably jinn or whatever, or they might just be legends, um, and. And, you know, we haven't even talked about astral projection, even astral projection from uh, non, you know, not talking about ghosts or aliens and, and stuff like that, because I, I I did, I was fascinated by astral projection about yeah. 10, 15 years ago. Um, and, and, and I did try it. And, and, and astral projection is, for those that don't know, it's, it's basically your soul leaving your body and, and then, you know, your soul's just out in the astral plane flying around. Um, now, I, I never actually achieved it um i i did a lot of visualization i used to have a lot of body sensation i used to put in you know meditation music normally enigma or, or hans zimmer last summer i sent truck or something like that um and then i used to visualize my my soul leaving from 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 the temple um uh, never quite happened but what did happen was i ended up having a lot of lucid dreams around that period so um, I, mm. I dream, I'd be aware of dreaming and, you know, I, I would control my dreams to a certain extent. I'd control flying to a certain place. Um, and I remember seeing different worlds and, and different moons and different planets on, and the, the, the dreams were just awesome. And, and especially when, you know, you can control some aspect of them. Obviously I didn't have total control, but, um, I, I said, enjoy going to sleep just for that so just so I could have them them dreams and then you know you used to wake up and then you know you've got to go to work it's like <laughs> um and you know you ah. like kind of depression like is this all this no that I am certain there is more to life than this I'm, I'm experiencing it um and then but I, I suppose at the same time you know I, I was praying a lot so I used to pray my five daily prayer so in, in, in Islam you, you've got the five daily prayer so you pray five times a day uh, and you know, I was going to the gym, so I was exercising a lot. Uh, I suppose that was the, the the greatest spiritual state that I was in. And then once I got back into full time employment and work, the whole practice just fell off. I stopped going to the gym. I didn't pray that much, didn't meditate that much, and and then I kind of I suppose it got blocked off. So uh, intuition, creativity, the whole thing, it just it just went away. Um, and, and I've had glimpses. Uh, of it um, and, and I suppose the closest was when I did 75 hard uh, I, I got into some real flow state doing 75 hard um, and, and, and you know, I suppose the other interesting thing is we haven't talked about the, the, the scientific side so you know quantum physics uh, the quantum field if you, if you look at the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza again this is nothing to do with with, with yeah. you know spirituality it's, it's, it's just science and the similarities between what's being put out in the scientific field with the spiritual and the, the religion, it, it, it's not for me. It's not a coincidence anymore. There's there's obviously more out there. Which uh, when you're in the rat race, when you're waking up to go to a depressing job, working, yeah, for it's like what is the point of all the spiritual stuff when you're yeah, uh, yeah. like another day? You come yeah. home and all you're bothered about, you're stressed about 
the next paycheck. Yeah, you you're worried about flipping traffic, getting work done. Um, yeah. and, and I suppose you, know, you block up and I suppose the other thing we haven't even talked about is, is, is the, the chakra system the energy points in the body uh, yeah. I don't know how much you're aware of us. there's so much out of this I don't know it's, it's up to you do you want to do these yeah, I've studied a lot yeah, yeah, yeah so, I'm, I'm down yeah for sure if, yeah, if people are if people want to know I mean if they're interested in hearing about it yeah for sure I, it's funny Ryan and I uh, my business partner Ryan we did a, a podcast similar to this he, he was he, uh, he was about to start a podcast, but then just kind of went away. But anyway, I got a lot of similar to you. I got what's well, that? He's kind of disappeared off. I used to see a lot of his content. Has he? Has he gone quiet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's like sick of being in the public eye. Um, <laughs> okay. He might be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Anyway, we we made a, a podcast where we talked about stuff that was kind of out there, spirituality and stuff. And I got a lot of messages like, "Hey, like I didn't know you're in this stuff. Like I, I really love." hearing about this and would like to hear more uh, hear more of it which i thought was from people too who were like you know business people and you wouldn't think that they were into that it's funny yeah, I suppose that, this, this, yeah. uh, you know, that uh, comes down to your obviously your content obviously your content is mainly focused on on business and strategy um, and I suppose I wouldn't have known either until I put, obviously you, I put that content out, you responded and, and, and I'm having the same experience with other people as well. So like I said, there's, there's not a lot of engagement publicly, but in private, I'm getting messages, you know, I'm actually interested in this. So I mean, uh, and I ask people, why don't you put this content out? And people are like, I don't, I don't think it's, 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 I never really thought about it. I just don't think it's relevant. Um, but I think a lot more people yeah. are interested in it. And I think now, I think there is going to be a, a return to spiritual practice even religious practice i think religion is going to come uh, obviously religion has been vilified uh, over the last 100 years um but i think there is going to be a return to religion especially with what's happening now in in uh, i think covid has made a lot of people realize that the bubble or the matrix that they were living in um well it's collapsed there, there has to be more they, they need something more to fall back on um, and, and um, yeah, so I think a lot more people are interested, um, but even if they're not, like, I'm happy to do this just, just because it's interesting, so. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, any, anything else? I mean, should we wrap it up here, or do you want to talk? Yeah, well, you know, I had stories about Joe Dispenza and stuff, and how I, I read one of his books, and it actually impacted my life. So let's just go. But I think it, it, it comes down, this, this stuff all comes down to, like, um, why, you know, is it just interesting or is it actually important? Is there practical aspects of this? Like, how can, how can this improve my life in my, in my business, if possible? You know, the, the Joe Dispenza story is actually relevant to that. But for you, you said it like three times now, there has to be something more to this. And that's what I, that's what I realized back when I was 20, you know, just to kind of, you know, for anyone who's like, well, maybe there's like, this sounds kind of interesting, but like, why, why should I care? Right. And I, I did this thought experiment. It's like, okay, like, like, what do I want in life? And, you know, I was like, okay, imagine I just became the richest person in the world. Right. And I had everything I want materially. It's like, what then? You know, I was like, okay, I got everything I wanted ever. It's like, well, you know, what else is there? Like uh, for me, that was really what kind of, made me curious and start interested, like looking into other stuff. Um, at the same time, like I said, my aunt, as I just met her, uh, she, she gave me 
a few books. I don't have, they're over there. Uh, like Autobiography of a Yogi, which, you know, is a book I've read like probably like a hundred times, you know, it really opened my eyes to all this. But um, yeah, to finish up, I guess my story about the Joe Dispenza, you know, I, I love his books. And um, he's, I think he's done a really good job of, of combining the, the woo-woo stuff with science and kind of making it relatable, right? So yeah, I, I remember I read his book and it was all about, it's like, if you can create the feeling in your body of uh, what you want to happen before it happens, like you're some, you know, I'm not sure if it's like a law of attraction thing, but yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I was, I was about to say that I think it basically it takes the law of attraction to, to the next level. I mean, the law of attraction, obviously that got famous from, from the book, the secret. Yeah. Um, I, I suppose that was the m more mainstream thing, but, but that kind of new age stuff that was going around before then. Um, and, and, and the thing with the secret was, I mean, it's, it's a great book. Like it makes you feel good, but it's, it's fluff, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I've never read it. It doesn't give you the practical application. You just say, you know, visualize you're going to get a million dollars and then a million dollars is going to come in the post. It, it, it doesn't quite work like that. I, I think that's yeah. more, the, the, the secret was more commercialized, but when you look behind the scenes, if you look at the science, the quantum field, what Joe Dispenza talks about, um, obviously it's not just as simple as visualization and that's it. It's, it's, it's visualization mm. focus and then taking action. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny that you mentioned uh, the autobiography of a yogi. Now I haven't read that book myself, but uh, I am aware that it's, it's probably Steve Jobs's favorite book. And I think there's a story that on his funeral, yeah. he gave everybody a copy of that book. So, um, you know, I suppose people are interested, but they don't talk about it uh, because there is a fear of of the reaction now i would be lying to say that i don't care what people think <laughs> because because i do um and, and you know I mean, not to the extent that where i completely change my behavior but i suppose um a lot of people see this stuff as crazy like uh, i mean i know back in the day when i used to be heavy into this stuff and i was seen as a weirdo like you know i, I was the a, an outcast kind of thing um, yeah. And it wasn't until I started talking about football and making money and, and, and stuff like that where I started to get involved in groups kind of thing. So I suppose um, there's that's, uh, people don't talk about it as much because they have a feeling of, of being judged that people might think they're weird and whatnot. Um, personally, I don't really care that much anymore anyway. Um, but a few years ago, <laughs> I, I did care about it. Um, Having said that, I think a lot more people are more open to it because of the internet. And, and you know, you've got corners of the internet where people only talk about this kind of stuff. Um, and, and the business yeah. world, obviously I've got a heavy corporate background and being a lawyer and stuff, and this stuff just doesn't get talked about at all. <laughs> and, 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 and I suppose professionals and lawyers, they, they would look down on this stuff, they, they, they'd snigger at it. <laughs> so, um, but having said that, and I know there's quite a lot of professionals who, who are into this stuff, they just don't talk about it. Um, so I suppose yeah. the more we talk about it, uh, it might encourage other people to, but even if they don't talk about it, I find it interesting. I find it a lot more interesting than, than business and strategy. Um, and I suppose, you know, one of my goals is to have a, a, an income where I, it's almost an autopilot. It's almost, uh, you know, the, I suppose when people talk about the, you know, 
creating freedom and income today, they talk about, oh, you need to have an online business to create freedom. But people don't want freedom because what are you going to do once you've got freedom? There's there's something you want to do once you've got freedom. And, and what is it that you want to do when you have that freedom? And for me, it's reading books and, and, and delving into spiritual practices and, and finding out what else is out there. Um, I mean, obviously, for other people, it's just about getting rich and getting all the nice cars and stuff on that. And, 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 and that's fine. Um, but for me, it's, I want all of that stuff to spend more time on, on this other stuff. And obviously, family and, and, and spending time with my children is a big part of that. But again, it's about reading my books and, 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 and delving more into the spiritual practice. Um, and, and I suppose that's why I'm not really, I've never really been money oriented. Um, but, it, it, but then again, I, I understand how important it is. So I'm not against money. Obviously, there's a lot of people that if you're spiritual, you're anti-money and money is evil and this and that. I, I don't hold that view. I think money is important. Um, it's, it's neutral. Whether it's evil or good depends on, on your intention. How did you acquire it? How are you going to use it? Um, but yeah, I mean, have more conversations, put more I would encourage you to put out more content as well because, you know, I, I think I asked you last week, how come you don't put any content out? And, and I think you said you've never really thought about it. Yeah, you know what? I, 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 I had a thought like a month ago. I was like, what if I wrote a book which combining business stuff and spirituality stuff? And it kind of went to the, the back burner. Um, but because, yeah, I think there was a lot of crossover, man. Like, I spe- like, Definitely. But, uh, do, you, do you read um, Tej Dosa's stuff? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, 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 I've, been, I've been following him and I follow a lot of people from Money Twitter. So I don't know if anybody, everybody's aware of Money Twitter on Facebook, but there's a corner of Twitter called Money Twitter, but there's uh, loads of accounts on there. So one of the accounts I followed about a couple of years ago was Tej Dosa. Um, he mainly started off with copywriting. I mean, I learned a lot from him from, from copywriting. Um, and, you know, I, I joined his email list and then he had a paid subscription. Um, and then he moved away from, well, he, he still talks about marketing and copywriting, but then he spent a lot of time talking about spirituality. And uh, um, to be fair, he's probably ignited my, reignited my passion. Obviously, I was into this stuff about 10, 15 years ago, kind of forgot about it, came across his stuff. And then I'm like, oh, I remember reading about stuff like this. And it's interesting. And, and he the way he puts it out is um, it, it is heavily connected with business, with performance. Um, for him, yeah. it's this spiritual stuff puts him into a flow state. And, and from that flow state, he produces better work, better content, makes more money, lives a happier, yeah. more fulfilled life. So it, it, there definitely is a connection. And it's not just about becoming a spiritual outcast and, and, and then completely neglecting the, the, the material world. You know, there is yeah. major benefits going down. And I think for me, the major benefit really is it's doing good in the material world, but then having that inner satisfaction and inner fulfillment where, because you see a lot of people who are, are really materialistic, they've got a lot of money, they're millionaires, but they're depressed, they're anxious, they're, they're, yeah. they're unfulfilled. Uh, and I think spirituality is what, uh, fills that gap of fulfillment. Well, that's similar to what you said. You make heaven and hell in your own mind, right? Um, t- yeah, Tej, it's t- I always thought it was Tej, but um, Tej, maybe. Uh, you, you know, I think there's, first of all, there's wild science around how more productive you are when you're in a flow state. You're like 
500 times percent more productive, more creative, more um, able to solve problems better. Uh, there's some, some really like really you can tie a tangible value to a lot of spirituality stuff. Right. And yeah, some, some of the stuff that we teach our clients, this very basic mindset stuff around like affirmations, even, which I used to be completely against <laughs> not that long ago. I remember the first time I did them, I had a list of like a hundred affirmations and I was sitting there going through them and I had a cat <laughs> at the time. My cat was like looking at me, like, who are you talking to? I was saying them out loud. It was like a hundred. It took me 15 minutes. And I was like, right before bed. And I was like, it felt so stupid doing this. Like, I'm just trying it as part of this, what my coach told me to do. And then I like went to, went to sleep. I, I laid down and I, I felt like electricity. Like my chest was like, it was like, this like a vibrating. I was like, what's going on? You know, I was, it was completely weird because I, I got into this stuff really deep in, when I was 20 for like maybe two years and then life, not even two years, maybe one year. And then life kind of took over, I, you know, as it does. And then when I was back into kind of freelancing, I kind of rediscovered it as well. All right. So um, I quickly wrap up on my story with Joe Dispenza. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I remember I was reading this book and I was like, uh, business was kind of slow at this time. And I was like sitting there doing the, the exercises, like practicing gratitude for something that hasn't happened yet and feeling that emotion in my body. And I was like, I really, it would, it would be really great if I had $10,000 right now. <laughs> right. And um, <clears throat> maybe like a week later, if that, uh, boom, there's like $10,000 in my account. Basically, well, we made an offer to the market and, um, yeah, it was like a week later that there was like 10 cases in my account, which I, I'm not sure if I credit more to the marketing and sales or, or <laughs> the Joe Dispenza stuff, but it definitely helped. I think it definitely helped. Well, I think that's, that's what people don't, uh, I suppose that's the missing step. So, you know, people read the secret and then they visualize and they think that's it. No, well, no, visualization only works if you one, obviously you you believe wholeheartedly and but then you take action based on that conviction um obviously you you know you, you did the visualization but then you you did your marketing um yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. there might be an argument to say that oh you didn't you didn't need to do the visualization you could have just done the marketing but um would you have done the marketing the way you did the marketing if you didn't do the visualization in the first place? it's kind of like putting yourself in a state of mind taking action based on that state of mind and, and then seeing the result. So I think the two do go hand in hand. Um, now that's not to say, you know, people still might just get results from, from not doing affirmations and, and visualization and just doing marketing, um, which is fair yeah. enough. But uh, I, I think that, you know, personally, I do believe there's a lot more into it. The affirmations and visual, visualizations do work. Um, but if you take the requisite action, if you're just going to, do them sit in your bed meditate and then hope 10 grand is just gonna <laughs> land in your in your account it, it's not gonna work that way um i'll tell you a quick little uh thing that i kind of started think uh, like a mindset i'm not sure if you call it a mindset trick or what but you think of like an equation like i'm right here this is my current you know current me here's what i want this goal over here i know if as an equation if it's like where i'm at plus some kind of plan doing action plus time equals getting this result. 
uh, one day I thought, okay, like, what if you just, um, what if you just assumed that, okay, if, if I 100%, if I do this action and I, I do it enough, I'm going to get the result. And you took time out of the equation so that as soon as you started doing something, you knew you're going to get the result and there was no doubt in your mind, you know, would it help? Right. Cause I think a lot of people, they start, they, they start, they get a plan, they get a strategy, right? Hey, okay. I'm going to make this, I'm going to make an agency and work with uh, dentists or whatever. Right. And then it's like, here's exactly what you need to do. I can tell you exactly what you need to do. Right. But then as you start doing it, doubt starts creeping in. It's like, is this really what I want to do? Should I pick somebody else? Is this actually going to work for me? Like there's all this like head trash, which I think slows down the process. And if you can just remove that and just have 100% faith that it will work given time, given the reps, putting in like doing the actual stuff, it makes your chances of actually getting the result like 100 times more uh, likely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, again, this links to, because you mentioned the word faith there. So it links to spirituality and religion because yeah, if you... Or if you believe in God, like I believe in God. If you believe in God, you're not you're not worried about what could go wrong or yada yada yada. You've got faith in God. You you've got good intentions, um, and then you you take action based on that. Whereas the opposite of that is stress, fear, anxiety, um, and, yeah. and, and and I suppose the, the the battle between good and evil is positive energy on one side, negative on the other side, peace on one side, fear, stress on the other side. Um, so I suppose you know you're all at some level, it links to, to, together. <laughs> Whether you're you're willing to put all the yeah. pieces together is, is a different story. But yeah, I mean, um, I think we'll wrap it up there because I think we've gone for about sure. an hour now. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And, and like I said, we'll put it out and then see what the response is. But even still, I think um, it, it'd be good to do a couple more of, of these because um, this, like I said, this was, for the audience, this was just impromptu. We thought we'll just get on and see where it goes. Um, yeah. and, and that's what we did um, and then you know maybe if we get some questions from people we can answer those questions um, if not we'll just go on because like I said you know there's I'll probably write some stuff down for next time because <laughs> you know I'll, I'll, yeah 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 because yeah because I've got books on magic I mean like legitimate books on magic so how to practice magic um, and which, which again, that's something which is forbidden in Islam as well. <laughs> but uh, I'm not saying I practice magic. I, I, I just read upon it and, and, and find it interesting. Uh, but yeah, um, any any last words before we, we wrap up? Or at least let people know where they can. I, I say wherever you post this, if, if you guys want to hear more stuff like this, you know, either message, message me, um, I'm easy to find on Facebook or, you know, Twitter, I guess. Ben Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E, or, or you, you know, just let us know. I'm more than happy to do it and talk about all kinds of stuff. You know, I think we just touched, like, scratched the surface. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'll just echo those sentiments. If you've got any questions, if you've got any comments, let us know. Either of us, I mean, Ben, you can easily approach him on Facebook. Same with me. I'm pretty much on every platform, which I shouldn't be, but um, I'm pretty much on every platform. Uh, let us know if there's anything specific you want us to talk about um because like like ben said that we are just scratching the surface and and and, and i could get much deeper if i'm prompted <laughs> and i'm sure you yes. could too. So, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, um, we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, so audience will speak to you in the next episode. Take care. Bye bye. If you liked this episode, it would mean a lot if you would please rate and write a review. Please also subscribe so you get notified anytime a new episode drops. Thank you for tuning in. Now go out and attack your Minotaur.